family. Thank you for tuning in to Our Roots Podcast with Joseph Babaifa. We're only the strongest roots see the light, brought to you by Botanica Candles and more. And if you haven't had the opportunity, please go ahead and hit that like button and tap on that subscribe button. Spicy episode today, Ifan Taboos. And you liked them so much, I had to bring them back. My brother, Damiano Bedois. D, what's good? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Ready to get into it. I know you are. Just like uh, Ifan Divination, I couldn't think of anybody else to do this episode with for all the wrong reasons, right? Right. I feel you. I feel you. Damian, needless to say, I, I, I've, I've always enjoyed practicing Ifa with you because you are a stickler, um, just like I am. You like things done correctly. <laughs> not to say you're, you're not a unreasonable, you're not a, you're, you're very reasonable about things too. We, we're, you're not trying to make people do the impossible. But uh, there are some things that grind your gears. Indeed. And you're very open about expressing them. And um, I do believe you're a warrior and advocate for, uh, for the positive actions that make this religion what it is, a result-driven um, th- belief system. So, um, I mean, before I get into, like, taboos and stuff like that, um, to you, what is a taboo? Let's start there. Yeah, so um, a taboo, in the, in the simplest terms, is something that we should not be doing for one reason or another, right? Um, prohibitions, things like that. It can be anything from something you're not supposed to eat to a behavior that you shouldn't be uh, partaking in, right? Um, and there are taboos that are Odu specific. There are taboos that are Orisha specific. Yes. There are taboos that are universal where there's just certain things that nobody should be allowed to do. Oh, yes. Right? Um, and part of our job, I believe, and I take very, very seriously, as you kind of mentioned, is trying to educate people in that because... It's like anything, when we, when we look at this as medicine, you take the wrong medicine, bad things happen. Oh, yeah. And um, the Odu Babao Barameji, I think, says it best. It says, he who knows doesn't die like he who does not know. Um, you know, in the ancient world, if you were unaware of a, of a law, you could not be charged for the crime. You know, there had to be knowledge. There had to be intent and ultimately action, you know, and I, I think that's why it's so important, whether it's our roots, whether it's the independent work you do on your channel or in the community, um, to let it be known. But I think yes. we're kind of entering into a phase of Ifan Odisha where no one wants to mention the taboos because some people might want to get away with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's that's the problem. Ignorance. There's a saying that, that says ignorance. Ignorance is daring. Yes. Right? When you don't know something, you're more likely to act a fool. You're more likely to think. Like a child. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and part of the, or I guess the benefit to some of those less scrupulous people is that people are ignorant. People don't know how things are supposed to be, um, which is why, you know, it tends to ruffle feathers when you start talking about how things should be. Right, how things are, what what the proper way is, what the improper way is, and granted, we talk about we're we're we become ex- experts in the gray areas of things, right? Yes, sir. Um, there are some gray areas, but there are some that are not. There is no gray area. There is correct yeah. and incorrect. There's right and wrong, and we have to learn to understand that and to really, you know, see the differences. My my sign is a perfect example of that where it says we have to learn to to distinguish between sand and mud. Yeah, that which is pure and that which is rotten. Yeah, I love that. And um, when we look at the concept of ewo, which is really what we're talking about here, which is taboo, in reality, the uh, the delegator of ewo was Orumila. You know, that's the whole, really, ewo is based on our Odu of Ifa, whether it's hand of Ifa or as Babalawo. Orumila and the Odu of Otura Tiju was able to identify that which was positive or negative for the person, whether it was deities, medicines, etc. Um, now, mind you, all Odisha are going to speak on some level about Ewo or Taboo. Sometimes you may have heard this as Ewe, um, but it's actually Ewo. Um, but the other ones are meant to fall into conjunction with Orumila. Like, you know, some people, when we come out of our Itab, Odisha, the only thing we're left to eat is maybe some organic kale <laughs> and some uh, <laughs> some bottled air. Right. You know, but um, really the ones you really want to hone in on are from your Odu Ifa, or if you've actually gone through the ceremony of Ewo, because there is a ceremony that's done. Correct. It's very Sheshe-based, but still fabulous and very productive, where you're literally um, distinguishing your specific Ewos within your sign and within your Odi. So we've interacted with a bunch of brothers and sisters. We've seen a bunch of situations and all the times we've worked. 
Um, before we get into some of the specific expressions that we're seeing now with Enifa and Orisha, what are, what are some of the symptoms of falling into taboo within our spirituality? What are you going to see? Well, you're ultimately going to see yourself falling out of alignment with your destiny, with, with your Ori, right? Um, we always talk about you know, doing divination and, and, and reading and learning about the science so that we can live according to uh, Olodumare's intent for us. And any violation of that is met with resistance. In fact, you know, a side note to that, part of that concept is, or actually that concept is the, is the responsibility of Eshu. Oh, yes. Eshu is always there waiting for us to violate taboos. Yes. And when we do, he makes things more difficult. As he should. Absolutely. So that you hopefully learn. Yeah. Now, we don't always learn. No. Some people, you know, like the, like the brick wall behind us, some people have to hit their head a few times. Yeah, the Corvette. Yeah, you keep smashing into um, until it. Until yeah. they get it. But that is, that is ultimately the concept, right? Yeah, we're going to delve into a couple of different ones. I mean, we were just talking off camera. But one um, that's come up recently um, is the concept of initiating children into Orisha or Ifa priesthood. Now, mind you, we always provide both arguments, right? Both sides. Um, in Africa, this is really a non-issue. Um, before the age of seven, as we have stipulated in the Lukumi tradition, um, they initiate into priesthood pretty frequently, whether it's Orisha or Ifa, like you see young Baba Lawo. And, um, you know, th those are their concepts. I haven't seen any any Patakis or Esefa that speak against it over there. Mm -hmm. But... You know, recently, and, and maybe not so recently, I remember my godfather always told me of this phase back in like the 50s or 60s. They used to call it el ifa de los niños, mm -hmm. or the ifa of the boys, when they were doing ifa to a lot of young men and things like that over there. And a lot of those guys now have like 50 or 60 years of ifa, and they haven't even, you know, scratched 50 or 60 yet. It's, it's wild. So um, when we look at our corpus, you look at the Odu of Osao Gunda, Osakuleya, um, it, it speaks of when Oya was desperate for her son to initiate into Orisha or as Babalawo, right? Yes. And Oya, actually, there's a couple Patakis, whether it's this one, whether it's Odio Gunda or Funabe has another one, where Oya was one of those mothers that was very big on, my son needs to be a Babalao. My son needs to mm -hmm. be an Orisha priest, you know? So sometimes you interact with people with those concepts. And Orumila told her, because he was, uh, you know, Shango's brother, you know, and he was very respectful of his sister-in-law, but he tried to explain her. He said, the first seven years of a child's life, the guardian Orisha or Orishas are the parents. Ori has not awakened in a way to the point where it knows right from wrong to have the need for a defender of itself. Because that's what Orisha is. It's the defender of the head. It's the, the head which has been selected for. So, Orumila made it a taboo within our tradition, for anyone to receive priesthood before seven years of age. Now, mind you, there are people who have done this and have come out perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. There are people who have done this and come out lesser than, right? Um, we've spoken about this because we've recognized that Ifa is definitely, at least within the Babalawo aspect of thing, it is definitely a thing of men, right? It's definitely a thing of an adult, um, completely aware men, right? Um, Orisha, I believe, is something as well that should be taken into account from an adult standpoint, if possible, definitely over seven years, based on what Orumila has stipulated in this Oddu. Um, I, you know, recently had a, uh, an offer from a gentleman who wanted me to initiate his son into Ifa, um, a guy that I respect, a guy that I like quite a bit. And unfortunately, I had to decline him at the moment, simply be nothing because of anything ulterior that I saw or anything, very sound home, sound mm -hmm. people, but um, not something I want to engage in because um, there's a lot of variables know, that we can get into. But I ask you, what, what are your viewpoints on the idea of priesthood initiation within children? Um, my studies have led me to one conclusion regarding this point or this issue, is that there are many reasons not to do it yeah and i have yet to be given one that i can without a doubt shadow of the doubt say that makes sense yeah. um the one argument that many people use uh to justify initiating children super young is save their life the health the things that they're sure the fear yeah the problem with that is in my in my understanding of ifa is that we don't crown santo to save ourselves yes sir we make it, we do a bow. We perform yes, a bow to save ourselves. Yes, 
we crown Orisha because we want to be a priest of that Orisha. Vocation. Right? We crown Orisha because we have such an intense love for that Orisha. And I'm, I'm not doubting people's love for their Orishas no. by any stretch of the imagination. But that's why we, we initiate. We don't initiate because if you don't if because someone told you in twenty one days if you don't crown you're gonna die. That's fear tactics. Yeah. That's terrorism. Yeah. And it's simply not true. The number of ebos, if you had to say a number of ebos in each particular sign, just for health alone. Oh, dude, the majority counts. of them are for health. Yeah. I mean, he falls all about longevity and procreation, so Absolutely. that's usually going to be the basis of it. There is always going to be a sign that will fall for that person who's, who's experiencing health issues and an ebo to go with it. And so there's that, for me, negates the concept of I'm doing santo for health. Now, does the santo give health? Absolutely. Right? The santo gives us health and opportunities so that we can create the life that we want. Yes, sir. It's not a miraculous thing in the sense that money's going to drop from the sky or you're suddenly going to be cured, but you're given strength, you're given understanding, you're given, and, and doors are opened for you so that you can take advantage of them when you crown or when you're initiated, whether it's Osha or Ifa, right? But to say that that is the medicine, that that's the only thing that's going to heal whatever illness you're dealing with is just simply not true. Well, it's like we were just talking about off camera is um, there's a reason Orumila is the first step. Yes. You know, when we look at women at seven days or men at nine days or therefore after um, in the process of Isefa or Esenteyel Oruko, however you want to term it, that's what that's for. When you look at the characteristics of that ceremony, it is very um, inviting. It's very entry level. You could see how a child could make it through that without trauma or discomfort. Absolutely. You understand? And um, Orumila is the savior. It's not that the other Orishas are not, but they had to seek Orumila for their salvation as well. Absolutely. Even before they decided to change their lives, um, grow out of Ewo, become priestly, become kingly, queenly, etc. They visited Orumila first. So, you know, those who have Orumila really don't have to necessarily fret over death. That's why Orumila is the first Orisha that is used to combat death. Simply because that, that's the gray area that we work with, you know. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so I think with the hand of Ifa, with a sound home, um, decent parents, I think we can make it to seven years, you know, barring, you know, God forbid, a phenomenon, which, which happens. And even those phenomenons are stipulated in the Odu that comes for that child. Absolutely. You speak of, of things such as Abiku. Yes. You know, you, you will know early on if you give that child hand of Ifa, you will know early on whether they came with that specific type of complication. Mm -hmm. And therefore, what we need to do to, to remedy it. Absolutely. And I mean, you talk about Abiku, there's various Odus, Odurasa, et cetera, you Adakoi. know, that provide. Adakoi as well, you know. It, I mean, there's so many solutions for that rather than having to. And it's not the money. I mean, you know, if you have the funds to be able to take your child through said process, that's prestigious. And, you know, congratulations to you. But it's, it's all about productivity, in my opinion. And, you know, when you look at conversations about people initiating children at one week's old. Mm-hmm two weeks old um it's a little scary yeah in my opinion but you know everybody parents differently but i mean ifa's opinion resonates with us saying it's not necessary and you actually look at the effects because the child was free of any guilt you know the initiate is always free of guilt the old the speaks of this way as well but um the guilt belies upon the parents so when you look at osakulean how everything panned out who ended up getting the brunt of that spiritual frustration wasn't the baby, wasn't Shango, it was Oya. You know, where it immediately yes. caused her to call, come into friction with the people she loved the most, her husband and her child, and it ultimately, you know, really uh, decomposed that home. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and you see that where there's this emphasis on that, and, and we really have to focus on what's best for the child. I mean, with the hand of Ifa, I mean, people can go quite a ways. I know people that have lived 90 years with just sure. the hand of Ifa. Um, you know, and you also have to see that desire level as well, so that Orumila or the Orishas don't end up in the garbage, um, is which is thing. obviously is a taboo as well. You <laughs> yes. know, you because you can be because we can say, oh, our kids do the Orishas away. Well, who told you to initiate them and give them so many Orishas? You know, exactly. so at the end of the day, the responsibility belies upon uh, upon the parent, like the Odu says. And actually, there there is something that I I would, you know, with regards to this subject in particular, I think that parents in particular have to understand something is that if we look at the legal world right you have to be of age to sign a contract yeah but you what people need to start to understand is that when you initiate into osha when you initiate into ifa you're signing a contract yeah. without going into the details of what happens in those rooms 
It is a contract. It is a pact. Yeah. How is a child that's two weeks old, three months old, two years old? And your parent can't do that for you because that's between you and God. Because that's your ori. Yes. It is not your parents' ori at the time. Your parents' ori will protect you. They, they, you know, there's the connection that never stops, right? Yeah. Even to the to the point where. You know, signs like Ogundame, you tell us we can do Ebo to a person through the mother or Correct. things like that, right? That's always there. But your debt is your debt. Yep. And why why would we obligate a child to incur a debt a debt that they are unable to understand? Yeah, no, definitely not. You know, as fathers, I, I can see why we wouldn't do that, you know. I'll take all the debt in yeah, the world sure, for my child. Yeah, sure, sure. As much as you can, as much as nature would allow you to. Because right. there's things, as much as we want to avoid our children feeling pain or obligations, through. ultimately, that you know, if we do a good job, they will become adults and assume yes. the responsibilities <laughs> of their actions. And I just feel like it's a little bit disingenuous to take a child, uh, take them through such a traumatic process. Because Orisha is no joke neither. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then leave them kind of confounded where, you know, what did I do or what was done to me? Yeah. You know? And I'm actually, since I got involved in the in the medical field with the EMT work and, yeah. you know, for the department, I I find it very interesting to, to look at the uh, the correlation, right, between the spiritual and the the pathophysiology of things and the just how the, the, the body works and yeah. what does this Orisha represent in the body and that Orisha and things like that. And when we talk about the seven-year mark of a child, we're also talking about when this finally closes. There the you go. Soft spot there you go. Finally closes. Yeah. That soft spot, they are as close to God as they can be. They it's don't open. need initiation. Still being constructed. Obeyono says it. Ayala is still working on the yeah. brain even after it's born. To interfere with such a huge amount of energy that happens in the Kariosha is too much. Let that. Oh. It's, it's, it's in the best interest of the child and the family and everyone who works at Santo. Of course. Because as we know, there's signs that talk about how things were done beforehand. Yeah. Or too early. Yeah, no. And everybody lost their head because of it. Yeah, yeah. Ogunakete speaks of it when um when everybody wasn't on the same page or aware was of what was occurring. And there's various Odus that have Patakis where not everybody was under the impression or having, you know, agreeance in what was occurring, but you know, yes. there's a couple dollars in the envelope, so we all just look the other way and close our eyes and you know, the heads will roll. You yes, know, absolutely. And, and um, you know, for all those parents out there, you know, with Orumila, there is no fear. So take your time, raise your children, enjoy their youth before we start, you know, having them swear things in front of God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Damian, I, I will say, if, if people don't know, you're a fabulous drummer. Oh, thank you. Thank you're you. the first man to ever put the uh, the drummer bata on my legs. <laughs> and, um, you know, you really have reached a, a level of, um, of mastery over it, you know. And, and I know how much you love the deity that is Ayang or Anya. And, um, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of talk about the state of the drum and some of the things that you possibly feel could be improved upon. Yes. Um, I was actually talking about this fairly recently. Um, so for, the, for those of you that, that are unaware, right, there is, for us, when there's a, a consecrated drum, there is literally the energy of an orisha put inside that drum. That, orisha, that drum is a living entity yes. at the point that it is consecrated. I ask... And for those that are initiated, if someone came into your home and went up to your altar, Oshun, Chango, whoever it is, and grabbed the maraca or the bell and started bashing your terrine or bashing your orisha, you'd be offended. You'd probably lose your mind. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Why then are we going to tambores and seeing them abuse the drum when they play? Yeah, yeah. And all due respect to my brothers, because again, Omoanya, which are children of the drum, are all brothers. Yes. Just as all about allows of brothers, But it is it's pain it's painful to watch. Yeah. When you when you really and that was that was my that was my first initiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, I sworn yeah. into Anya, and and the the level of 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 love affection for for that Orisha and for what it's capable of doing and how important it is in our religion. Yeah. Um, that was instilled in me by my padrino of Anya, Reinaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is such that it's it's it, be, it it creates a physical pain to watch how some of these drummers, and I hate to say this, but some of the newer drummers, uh, just beat on the drums. I was always taught from from when I first started here is that, you know, in Spanish we say al tambor no se no se le da golpe se le saca sonido. Yes. You don't beat the drum; you bring the sound out of it. And when you see drummers, old school drummers playing, and there are some uh, not to you know discredit. Some of the newer guys who are doing it right, right? 
but you see the drum there's a finesse that happens there's a oh love. yeah it's glorious there's, yeah they're not hitting it from way out here oh, and just no. beating the heck out of it it's it's done from a place of love it's done from a place of respect understanding that at that point in time you are part of that drum you're one you know you're you're one and you're calling the energies of nature to partake in this cel in this celebration right and you're you're allowing in the case of you know certain ceremonies that happen with the yawo with the initiate new initiate you are responsible for transmitting the message that there was someone crowned on earth yeah. and that's huge right that's why would you do that under such extreme physical you know just abuse yeah no that's not a good message no because you got to imagine if the drum is the one sending the message you know how are messages relayed better a handshake a thank you you know the message is not only going to be said um verbatim it's going to be said with Absolutely. good humor you know and then you, you know you smack somebody across the face go tell your boss this that and the third they're gonna be like yeah this this and this but i can't stand that guy or whatever and they're involved in and yeah. if we look at it just from the pure you know physiological perspective we have these microphones in front of us, right? Correct. We're speaking at a certain volume. Yeah. With a certain cadence. Yeah. If we now start Great to eat the, eat the microphone, yell yeah, at the reverb, top of our the lungs, reverb, and all the this static. thing, it's, there's distortion. The yeah. same thing is happening with these drummers that are that are hitting too hard, beating too hard, playing too fast is another problem. Sure. Sometimes. There's moments, right? Everybody gets excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be, you know, the the killjoy. Too rustic, yeah. Um, but there's a time and a place. Yeah. You know? And. There's nothing more beautiful when all three drummers plus the singer they're just they're just working as that a cadence. As a group. Yes. Oh my God, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And thing you see things really happen at the drum. You see these energies ma manifest. Right? Yeah. Whereas, sadly, I think many practitioners, and again, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody with this, but people look at it as just a party. People look at it as just a jam session. I think that's a that's, that's not what it is. No, no. I think it's also a reflection of culture in general sure. today because I think people are looking with how stressful society is. They're looking for that one moment to just let it all go. It's understandable. And um, but I don't think uh, I think that's what happens is, and I think it reflects upon the people directing the ceremony. It is a, a joyous moment, but at the same time, it never stops being spiritual and religious. Right. Perfect example too is we have to understand that traditionally, originally, the every hit. Every sound, every note that you get out of the drum is a syllable in Yoruba. That's wild. That's what I'm saying. A classic example, classic example is when you hear someone go, boom, boop, on the drum. Dide. That's wild. Yeah. Dide means rise. Yeah. Like when, they, when someone, the Orisha salutes, we don't have to say anything with our mouths. Yeah. Dide, and the Orisha will stand up. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's things like that. And, you know... Hearing things like what you're saying, and I think it reflects upon Ifa as well. I think the conversation about the drum is going to, you know, reiterate a bunch of things in all the different priesthoods and, and aspects of our, our culture. Um, what do you attribute this to? You know, this lack of uh, this lack of process. Like when the old guys were around, I would imagine things like this weren't occurring like that. Yeah, I remember when I when I was sworn in, um, and even I will say this about Matanza. So the last time I was there was in, was in 2008, and it was still that way. It was still very rustic, very traditional, very yeah. strict as far as what's correct and what's incorrect. Um, you know, you'd have if you sat down and you weren't doing it right, they got you up. Yeah, you're yeah. done. Next. Yeah. Right. Because it had to be right. We're not. We're there doing a job. Yes. Yes, we have fun. It's beautiful music. Like just m uh, musically speaking, it's super interesting. Oh yeah, sure. It's what drew me in. From the start, it was my introduction to this religion was the drumming. I right. could not take my eyes off of these drums. When I saw them, there was a performance at a at a college that they were just they were unconsecrated drums, but they were showing some of these rhythms, yeah. and I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was mesmerized. Yeah. So I understand that aspect of it. But when you have someone who sits down with the wrong intention, intention, it throws the whole. It's the one you know weak link. Weak link. Yeah, you can hear it. You can feel it. Off. And I think part of it has to do with people receiving drums that didn't pay their dues yeah drumming you know i've met personally have met at least three Alawos who have received anya received their own consecrated drum because they know that it it uh it creates uh income yeah it's commerce yeah but they don't play they don't even play yeah no they just walk out the drum yeah <laughs> it's like if you were to have made ifa and you had no intention of learning how to do your moyuba. Yeah. Or you had no intention of learning how to consult. Yeah. What was the point other than yeah. a, wearing the bracelet? Yeah. And, you know, other than saluting cool. the drum when Awa Awareo comes out, you, you know, know what I'm saying? There's a lot more to it. Yeah. 
And um, and you see that. You see that as well. I mean, when you look at the ambiance of the drum, it's like you say, it's beautiful, it's joyous, it's communal, it calls. Um, but it's like you said, some people kind of lose the focus. You know, what are some of the things that are happening at the drummings that you think are kind of misdirecting us, possibly? Beginning with... <clears throat> Um, the people that are directing the ceremony, you know, the brother, the brother yeah. drummers. So first and foremost, I think people have lost the concept of responsibility, yeah. for whether things are done right or, or not. The owner of the drum, let's say at some point in my future, I have my own drum. Yeah. And I get You've been drumming for how long? 22, 23 years. So there's been no rush. Yeah. <laughs> for reasons, because yeah. I know it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Um, so let's say I'm the owner of a drum. Somebody comes to my house, which is the correct way to do things, by the way. They come and Goko is, is given. Yeah, you look for one, Anya, yeah. You know, um, to then Anya, for, for, for there to be an affirmative response so that the Anya then goes to play, right? Yeah. If, I, if it is my drum, it is my responsibility, regardless of whose home it is, it's I'm directing the, the ceremony. You're the Oba. Exactly. Yeah. And I have yet to see that here in the States. Much more streamlined. You know, it's, oh, but it's their house. They do it this way. That's not, that's, that's why we're falling into the problem. Yes. That whole, that constant en mi casa, yeah. in my house. In my house, we do it this way. In my house, we do it that way. And, while, and we said earlier, there are some gray areas, but there are some that need to be black or white. Well, I actually just brought this up in the Dilogun video because that is something we hear a lot, right? Being people that have walked so much. And you hear that, bueno, en mi casa, in my house, my tradition, my clan, and I actually found a Pataki in a verse recently, brother, that really trumps quite a bit of that. It says that this is true. Origins and traditions and clans, all these things are to be respected as long as it is based on the scriptures of Ifa. Yes. So you can have your traditions, but it has to be somewhere within this paragraph for it to be legitimate. Because if that's the case, you can have a tradition of just, I don't know, throwing red paint on a wall. Well, that's you know? ultimately, and again, no, no disrespect to, to some of our New Age practitioners, but that is ultimately what New Age is. You yeah. pick and choose what you want yeah. and what you like and what works for you. Yeah. And that you lose the essence. Yeah. Part of the, the magic of this is that 500 years ago, they were doing it the same way we do yeah, it now. Yeah, definitely. Okilakwa and all those guys, that man. Is, yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was just, I want to say I had a couple of years playing. I think I was, uh, yeah, I was already initiated. And so I knew some of the terminology. And it uh, just so happens that I was living in Boston, and uh, one of the guys there had some drummers, Anya drummers from Nigeria, well. show up, right? Um, I'm there with my padrino of, of, of Anya, and we take these guys aside for a minute because we wanted to kind of yeah, see what's yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, right? And he f my padrino said a phrase that is very important to the, to the, the Omo Anya. Yeah. These gentlemen sang it back to us. Yeah. I get I get chills thinking that's about epic, it. yeah. Because we've never we had never met before. Sure, they were literally they live in Nigeria in Yoruba yeah. land. No reason for us to have learned it together or no, transmitted no. it to each other, and yet that continu continuity is seen throughout. Yeah. That is why we have such amazing strength in numbers. That's why things work the way they work because that anc ancestral line. That's why we. That's why we do the moyuba. Why we mention all, yeah. the, all the egum, the, the the ancestors, right? Because we're we're feeding off of that that energy. Right? Yeah, to get that affirmation, I think that's why that uh, that continuity is important. I, I actually we did an episode on Anya um, with Mr. Uh, Mike Spiro. An eminence. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. gentleman. Yeah, yes. definitely. I mentioned you when uh, when I, I interviewed him, and uh, you know he came up under Cha Cha and all those guys, mm -hmm. and um, he said it. He said back then. To even be eligible for the conversation to have a drum of your own, 10 years. Oh, yeah. Hitting it. And you had to be getting it, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he's a, he's another one. Son of a batala. <laughs> he says, you know, I'm not trying to be old and crotchety, but I just, when you learn from men like that, and also you had a great opportunity in Matanzas to mm -hmm. learn with, you meet quite a few people apart from your godfather, of Absolutely. course. Um Things were done a certain way, and even though now it may seem uncomfortable or arduous, things always turned out right. The yes. drum always ended a certain way. Ceremony always ended a certain way. Um, what do you think is the quickest way back to that? Oh, my God. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, to blame the younger generation. I can, I don't, I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination. I get it, but 22, 23 years in this now. Um, kind of gives me a little bit of leeway to yeah sure to be old and crotchety sure right? sure sure um and i think that we as the elders need to demand certain things yeah. right? i remember when i was initiated 
the tradition was always when you were learning to drum, you might get sworn in. You weren't allowed to touch the first drum until you could maintain the achere. Yeah. Right. The 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 maraca. Yeah. Just uh, supplementals. It's not really supplemental because it's important the the rhythm that it holds. But you had to master that yeah. top to bottom before they would allow you to touch the timekeeper drum, which is the smallest yeah. one. Right. That's been lost because now what do we do? We sit down and everybody wants to play the ma the, the mother drum. Sure. Everyone wants to jump right into that, and that's just not how that works. Yeah, he was explaining that to me as well, and you've mentioned this before mm -hmm. as well. He was like, "Dude, you had to at least have a good solid three, three and a half years on a concolo before you even touched the totale. Mm -hmm. The only time you ever touched the ya was to set it up for the for the padrino, <laughs> or to hold it while he sat down. Yeah, yep. he's like, you know, adjust the bantes. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I never, I never forget. This was right after. So I went to I went to Matanzas. I had had a good uh, solid. You know, background here studying with my my padrino, well not here in up in in uh, Boston, and uh, so I go with him and I get initiated and I'm doing the four six seven hours a day practicing. Yeah, bodybuilder numbers. Yeah, man. They were and they actually that whole time they have me on a yeah, which I'm like, are you are you serious? Yeah. And the only reason was there were three of us and I was the more advanced at the time. Yeah. Well, I get my opportunity first drumming, to go that I go the first drumming since I w I'm I'm sworn in. Yeah. To go to this drum, and uh, it just so happens that that Oya was on Earth was was dancing. Yeah. So the drummers look at me because they had all worked my ceremony. They all knew that I was initiated. Yeah. It was like when we stop after or after I think it was a, an Iyawo they were going to present or something. After we do this, you come come so you can sit down. Well, me and my you know baby mentality, I'm like, okay, they're going to let me play Okonkolo, which yeah. is the little one. It's the not the least important by any stretch of the imagination, but the least complicated. Yeah, right? yeah. So I go and I stand when they're done. I stand in front of the uh, the Oconcolo, <clears throat> and when and I'm about to take it, I get a tap on the back, and I'm like, no, 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 here, Palacaja. The, yeah. yeah. I did not know where to to uh, no no sabía poner la cara. Yeah. I did not where, know where I was. I yeah. did not know what to say. My heart was from went from of zero course, to one hundred. Alive, yeah. Um, that unfortunately is lo is lost. Yeah. That idea that. You are a baby until you're not anymore. That yeah. idea that you have to pay your dues, that idea that you don't deserve to sit on any drum no that one you does. want. None of us do. None of us deserve any of this, yeah. And that's what needs to, be, needs to be brought back. And I don't know how that happens because, sadly, now we have, like I said, there's people who don't even know how to play themselves that are owners of, of Fundamental just yeah. because it generates income. Yeah. You know, I feel like you, like, well, the, like the brother Michael Spiro said, you have to have paid your dues. Yeah, there was none of that. They would, you could come literally with however much money you had, and they'd say no. And then the Not crazy ready. thing is, is what Mike told me was, <clears throat> Cha Cha caught him off guard and said, your drum's waiting for you. And he was like, Padrino, how much? And he said, Cha Cha got insulted. He said, I didn't talk about money. You know what I'm saying? And he said he was shook. He yeah. said, I can't even, I can't, I don't even know how to accept this. You I know? had the privilege of learning, of meeting Cha Cha. And he, really? was, he was that kind of personality. Yeah, Iho Chung, yes, if, I, if I recall. Yes, yeah, sir. Nyanya and everything. Yeah, he was a character, yeah. Um, and End of was, an era. Yes, absolutely. And actually, his drum and the drum that I was uh, that my that my padrino's drum was born for ha from have the same same name. Wow. It's always been that kind of friendly back and forth. Yeah. Which one's older and all this stuff. Sure. Anya B. Yeah, beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's just been lost. It's not. We don't have pe even the older people, the, the elders now. They're it's tired. Like they're tired of it. Yeah. They don't yeah. correct like they used to. And I yeah. again, I'm not trying to. Cause a riot outside, yeah. <laughs> outside of the no, studio. No, but here. you know, I think there's a level of fear too because now, <laughs> and oppression is never, you know, uh, greeted well. But I think, um, you know, it's like when my grandmother used to say something to me that maybe I didn't like, I would never say anything. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on how deeply you delve into that relationship with that person because mm -hmm. if they're taking their time and energy to invest in you, their knowledge that took them sacrifice as well. We might have to tolerate a spanking. I mean, you know, and, and there's no shame in that because no. ideally everybody that makes it to the uh, the level of CYU or Onilu or Alanya, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you've 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 dealt with that. So Absolutely. it's understood. But, you know, I think now with the information age, and I think this is a reflection of culture and society right now, people just don't want to hear it. Well, that's the thing. I information is so readily available now that if yeah. you as an elder refuse to give it to them, they'll just go online. Yeah, they, they bypass you completely. Yeah. You what know? ends up happening is the bastardization of an entire tradition. 
Which, yeah, I think within the last, I, I know it's definitely reared its ugly head since COVID. And, and that really leads us into the next uh, aspect of Ewell that I think really applies to all of it is um, you look at like Ifa's views on certain things, right? Ifa doesn't necessarily prohibit anything. Ifa is a philosophy of moderation, right? Yes. If you're going to consume alcohol, do it moderately. If you're going to consume cannabis, do it moderately. You know, if you're going to, I don't know, consume a cigar, mod everything in moderation, right. even the good or the bad things, right? Because the interesting thing about taboo is they save your life. Absolutely. You know, every now and then, oh, you can't eat red beans. Why? Because they're going to save your life. So the thing now is it's true, all those things in moderation, but those things don't have place in a ceremony. Exactly. Right? I mean, when you look at maybe the consumption of cannabis or the overconsumption of alcohol, and I'll let you start off with the drum before I delve into the ifa and how it responds to it. I mean, where has that deterioration come into play? I have uh, had episodes, and I call them episodes because <laughs> it's moments of, of absolute fury where I walk into a drum and I smell marijuana. Yeah. being smoked inside the house or just outside the house. Yeah. Or I see the owners of the house passing out beers while the ceremony is going on. Yeah. And that's it, it, it boils down to the same thing. It's like this is a ceremony. You, you don't go into the church. Christ, or Christian brothers don't go into the church and get drunk. And their wine is non-alcoholic. You see what I'm you saying? <laughs> like, and the, and it, it comes back to the same thing, whether it's the drumming, whether it's an ifa ceremony, our heads have to be clear. Yes. And we're looking Especially at, if you're directing. Yes. Yeah. And we're looking at substances that by nature are psychoactive. Yes. We need to be ourselves. We need to be in our own minds when we're doing these things because one slip and things go become catastrophic. The drama's off or ceremony's off. I mean, we've worked so many manorulas and you were present for my first uh, initiations into Ifa yes. of men. We always say the same thing. Look at the first drink done after uh, the ta last table Absolutely. of Ita, right? Absolutely. You know, no one has consumed anything. No one has misbehaved. None of that. Um, because like it is a it is a rejoicing right of, of a birthing or an accomplishment, but a doctor can't have a glass of champagne before going in. A pilot cannot, you know. Uh, I don't know. Everybody has their different limitations, but at least within the spiritual context, there's really no place for that during ceremony. There's yeah. no time really. If you're right. doing things correctly and you're moving at a certain pace, no one has time to do that. You know, and you're more likely to miss steps. And yeah, especially when you're playing mistakes. an instrument, brother, yeah. like you'll you'll definitely miss a cadence or you know a, a well, nuance. Even in the setting of a like hand of ifa, right? Sure. How many times, do you, whether it's your your ceremony or mine, because you've worked mine as well. Yeah. How many times are we asking each other, did I miss anything? Did yeah. No. Work? Hey, we, everything right? And mine how was, do you do that when you're under? No, influence? no. I mean, yeah, there's no way. And we do that as it, it gets to the point where it's joking because we've done this so many times together. It's like there's no way we can miss anything. Yeah. It's just you get to a point where you become so proficient at it and you move so quickly at it where you're like, dude, that was that was a record. Um, you know, uh, so it speaks of that, right? Now, now that there's so much information and we have so much of a connection um, with the motherland, that is Nigeria, Africa, um, there's always that comparable now. Well, we're doing things differently. You guys do it like that. We do it like this. We're big proponents of everything is right within its context, right? Mm -hmm. You know, respect everybody's traditions. Um but there's a bunch of behaviors going on that we possibly frown upon that, you know, aren't so frowned upon based on concepts um, by our Isheshe brothers. You know, it's always been a huge taboo for the Lukumi Babalawu to carry on any relationship other than spiritual and platonic with um, their goddaughters, you right. know, or even going in another realm, you know, within Odisha, any godparent of any kind interacting in any way other than platonic with any of their godchildren. Right. Now, mind you, and I'm not sure if this is everybody, I'm not doing a blanket or an umbrella concept here, but I have interacted um, with traditional brothers that say that's not really an issue over there. You know, some of them could even give hand of ifa to their wives, you know. Um, <laughs> we base ourselves off of the Odu Irete Yekumu, where Urumila was attending to a woman who uh, became his goddaughter. Um, she misinterpreted... Um, the affection that she was feeling for him as being something more than spiritually platonic. And Orumila, um, not being able to resist, you know, fell into taboo and realized the relationship with her, thus catching leprosy from her and both of them dying. 
right? So that's why we as Lukumi Awar, we say once we've taken a woman through the hand of Ifa process, she is killed and born again as our daughter, exactly. right? Or men, even though not as applicable based on our, you know, our characteristics, is, is uh, killed and born again as our son to help him achieve his goals, whether it be Ifa or otherwise. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this? You know, in the climate of uh, Ifan Orisha now, there is even, uh, a, to a certain extent, you could you could speak of uh, Odita or Odita Cofeño speaking of correct there being a very clear line between godparent and godchild. Oh yeah, a godparent and animal. Yeah, yeah. To avoid confusions, to avoid complications, right? Um, ultimately, we need to understand that godparent is called such because it is a parent. Yes, sir. Godchild is called such because yeah, it's a yeah. And that needs to be a sacred relationship. Now, granted, there can be separations. There can be, you know, as we know, it's happened, it's happened to both of us where there's distancing between Godchildren and Godparents. It comes with the territory. It happens, right? You can't always, there's free will. People go yeah. in separate ways. To a certain extent, he was said that sooner or later, every Bawalao distances himself from his father, you know, from his godfather. Oh, Tumaco, yeah. So that he can as nature in, As nature intends, yeah. Exactly. Um, that said, though, that relationship never ends. No. A child is always able to ask his father or his mother for the blessing. Yes, and sir. And that parent always has to give it. Yes, sir. The second we start to complicate or confuse relationships, things go south. Yep. Right? Because you have to understand, too, is that when you're in a relationship, a, a romantic relationship with somebody, that dynamic is not the same. By no means. As father, you know, and not even not even just as the as the, the sexual side of it or the you know the intimate side of Everything it. Everything gets convoluted, yeah. It's the same reason to a certain extent why I'm not a big proponent of of men who abos that that have brothers initiating their brothers. Now there is a sign that says that you can do it under certain extent situations. Yeah. But the respect required Yeah, you might not get that from your brother. To a godfather yeah. is not there. You might not it's, get it's that. It's rarely yeah. there. Maybe it's possible, maybe certain families have one that, in ten right? cases. Yeah. And the same thing is true. You and your significant other can argue in certain ways and can talk to each other. That in other people when you can. That is not to be allowed yeah. between godchild and godfather or godmother, yeah. because that that person it's like sponsorship. Right? Yeah. And, and when we talk about you know uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and things, that whole process of having a sponsor, that person's not your friend. No. That person's not your brother at that point. That person's not certainly not your significant other. That person is there to correct you. Yep. You know, and to set you on the right path. And you can't really correct people when you do certain things together. Because it's too personal. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. No, completely agree. And when we're talking about that concept, I think another thing that um, sometimes we're seeing now is uh, the economic aspect of things. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as the handling of money, how it works. I mean, what have you seen within the community as far as, God forbid, theft or anything when it comes to, like, funds and things like that? Yeah. Um, so I was told when I was initiated in IFA, that uh, that Opetwa is all about, you know, marketing things and and the business aspect and to be careful with that, right? So my career is about Allah, my life is about Allah. Is I've always been very very careful, almost overcorrecting. Yeah. To the point where I I'm, I've never been super comfortable talking about the money aspect. Yeah. I'd rather somebody else. If I could have a manager that could, yeah. that could charge whatever is, is needs needs to be charged for the people, and I just focus on the spiritual aspect of it and the, the guidance. That would be an ideal world. That's yeah. not how things work. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, unfortunately, a big part of this religion is money because everything costs something. Yeah, and we, you know, not everybody will allow raises animals or grows right. plants or, yeah. Um, the problem with that is, you know, for la plata baila el mono. Yes. You know, the, the monkey dances for, for the money, right? Yeah. Money rules, cash rules everything around me. Oh, yeah, cream. Yeah, 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 right? definitely. Um, and so we spoke we spoke in, in another conversation about Ofumei. Ofumei oh. says it very clearly. He says, good and evil walked hand in hand, best of friends, until money showed up. Yes. And then God said, people are going to love this more than they love me. Yeah. And look at the world today. Everything is about money. When you want to know what's, why something's being done, follow the green. Yeah. It's not red or blue in politics. It's not black or white in colors. It's green. Yeah. You know, and that... It's infiltrated the religion, you know, because everything costs money. And now we start padding it, and then there's the there's the ever offensive uh, practice of holding 
the Yawul's belongings. Oh no, completely taboo. Until they pay for certain other ceremonies. Completely and taboo. Other thing. Like these are these are this is abuse. This is this is this is the reason why people leave the religion. Yeah. Or at the very least, in the best best of cases, leave their pa- their godparents. Yeah. Because they're being held hostage. Yeah. And you cannot do that. Completely taboo. You deserve everything you pay for from the moment you pay for it. The only reason you don't receive it at the moment of payment is because we still have to take you through the process. Yes. But if the first year of Ifa is ideal for the Awoda study, the first year of Odisha is ideal for the e study. Absolutely. And the first thing you need to start studying, just like the first thing we start studying, is our book. So therefore, that has to be given immediately. Another huge taboo within Ifa, my brother, apart from the stealing of funds or withholding of items, completely taboo. Um, is the proletizing or advertisement yes. of Ifa. Yeah. Baba Lawu is not allowed to knock on anybody's door and be like, hey, Orula, you know, how do you feel about the new advertisements of Ifa? You know, you see it all the time now, initiate with me, do with me. I mean, yeah. what, what do you feel about online? So I feel like <clears throat> there's there's a couple of, I don't want to say that there's a contradiction from Odu to Odu, yeah. but there is a saying in Ifa that says that which is not announced is not bought. Yeah. That which is not which is not advertised is not bought. So there is nothing wrong with putting ourselves out there yeah. much in the way that we're doing now yeah. discussing, you know, key points of the religion. Yeah. Where it gets tricky is offering consecrations online. Yeah, like offering consecrations on like if I were to say call me so we can initiate you in Ifa. Yeah, this is very passive. I mean, it, we might we're not get it. education. Completely. We I mean, to be frank with you, you have your practice, I have mine. I don't think we need necessarily no. another reading. Um, no new readings may come from this whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? And that's perfectly fine. But it's like you're saying when you're getting inboxed 10 times in a row, like, you need Eshu. Why haven't you fed Eshu? Why haven't you paid me to feed your Eshu? I just did a reading for you without you even asking for me. You know, this, that, and the third. It's That's where you fall into the taboo of aspects. Because Orula felt it was a sin to bother. Yes. There's even Patakis that explain that Orula never went to anyone's home. Absolutely not. If you needed help, if you needed salvation or assistance in any way, you had to go. Even the king had to bow his head, Oturaira. go into Oru, and, and go visit Orumila yeah. to seek uh, salvation. Right. Um, and I and, and it's sad for me to say this next part, but it seems to me like those inbox messages uh, of receive Ori, receive, you know, Orisha Ye, receive Eshu. And you just send me this much money and I'll send it to you, comes mostly from people saying that they are Isese. Yes. Yeah, and due I, to the distance, yeah. And and I will I will I will openly say here that it's not I don't think it is inherent of the practice. No, God no. The problem is it goes back to the issue of in- ignorance. People know more about Lukumi than they do about Isheshe. Yes. And so it's easier for Isheshe people to say, oh, no, that's fine. In our practice, that's okay. Yeah. In our practice, it's allowed. And it is not. There we have more never. of a checks and balance yeah. system over there. And then another thing about that is the youth um, in Nigeria, from what I understand, the young mm-hmm. Awos and Olorisha, um, they really understood you know, how to maneuver social media and mm-hmm. things like that, you know. When you look at the concept of an African religion, you have somebody of African origin and residents reaching out saying this, that, and the third. You're immediately probably going to believe them if you don't know any better, yeah. not knowing that that person might have just done Itefa yesterday, that their grandfather is like this big time, you know, uh, title holder over there. Oh, this is my grandfather, but you in turn might not know much. Right. You could easily deceive somebody. And, you know, again, people are getting deceived. I've heard of people getting deceived for thousands of dollars. We're not talking yeah, about $20 absolutely. for a reading, you know, et cetera. There's even a, a horror story of, of a particular um, American, white American, alleged Bawalao, yeah. who has a center in the States. We will not give him any uh, sure, publicity. Sure, sure, any publicity, yeah. Who was not actually initiated, but actually found a young guy oh, no. who sold him his, fa- his deceased father's Ifa implements. That, yo, that's in the Odu Obedi. That's crazy. That actually <laughs> came to fruition. That's There's wild. a lot of things that, that we're seeing now. When, where we, we've been, because that's, that one's not new. We've been seeing things like that for a while now. You know, false yeah. in, initiations, initiations that were never. Now we have men receiving supposedly Iyami Oshoronga. Yeah, no. Things that, that are just not not by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, not real really thing, coherent. Not coherent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't control those ladies, let alone receive them. You know, the best thing we could do is appease. Exactly. I don't have an issue with people getting taken advantage of. What I'm seeing as well though, I mean, I do have an issue with them getting taken advantage of. Not them though as far as blaming them, right. but when you've been able to come to a conclusion, "Hey, what was done was missing certain key things that I need to be able to say I'm this." 
we need to mend that. What I am noticing is that some people are like, the heck with it. This is how it was done to me, and I'm just going to continue. And there's been a lot of cases recently on Facebook of things really coming out. And um, one thing you really want to avoid, guys, is, you know, anything that could take away prestige as a professional. You know, and that's why taboo is so important to respect. Yes, you know? yes. Everything, it's a big part of this religion or of life in general is not, not prestige in the sense of, uh, of showing off, but, but rather your, you know, what people think of you, your your um, your reputation, your reputation, your reputation in the community. Um, I am the first to admit, and you know more than anybody else, that I'm not always the most liked guy by some people in the in the in the community, and I accept that. Yeah, you know, we don't see eye to eye. Um, but one thing that people cannot say is that I've stolen money. Some people that I can't. The one something no. they can't say is that I've initiated someone who shouldn't have been, or that it wasn't done right. That reputation. Everybody, even people who consider me an enemy to a it's certain extent, res- will say that, yeah, he's serious. That's respect. Yeah. I don't agree with him, but he's serious. And I, I, I love that you just touch on that because that's where I really want to bring things full circle. Because I think even though Ifa has a bunch of taboos, right? When you have a religion and you have guidelines, there's always a way to make a mistake. But mm-hmm. I think all of them come from possibly this root right here besides money. And it's slander. The hugest taboo you can delve into as an initiated person in Ifa is to speak negatively about another initiated person in Ifa. And I tell you, I remember when I was a young man, the way the Bawalawos would move or the Santeras would move, like it was such a level of elegance. Mm-hmm. And it was still spicy. You know, as human yeah. beings, it's still a heated environment. I always tell people this is Africa. No matter how refined mm-hmm. we want to seem as Olorisha and, and right. Bawalawo, we are African in descent. So there's always going to be that that heat. But there was always such elegance. No one was ever capable of taking a weapon out and showing it to another spiritual professional, let alone a curse word, let alone raising one's voice, raising one's hands. There was never any of that. I think it was even more of respect than fear. But sure, there was probably an element of fear, too, because, you know, as we go further back, the stories you hear, I mean, (laughs) about people kind of you you said this about me. Now, it was very similar to the mob, I think, you know, Um, how do you feel about the climate online? I mean, with TikTok and Facebook and people just literally ripping each other to shreds, what do you think this has done to us? Yeah, I um, I have a little bit of a persona online. Sure. Right? And again, it doesn't rub everybody the right way. It's not for everybody, and that's okay. Um, I try to, when, when I comment on things online, I try to keep it to the practice Yes. and not the person. If yes, something sir. is wrong, it is wrong. Yes, sir. But you don't see me at all because that guy... It's garbage. There's several people online that I would have to say are a huge cancer in this religion. Yeah. And I will not name them, namely because I don't want to give them any publicity. Sure. Right? I think everybody knows, you know. The usual suspects. The usual suspects, right? Yeah. Um, whether it be because they're, you know, they're known, um, you know, marketing, like they're, they're known businessmen more yeah. than religious people. Or whether it's just their attitude online, things like that. The other thing I've noticed in the last maybe, I don't know, five, six years tops, is this guaperia, like this. this, this a lot of frustration. Like, um, my God, what, what place does it have for you to have the backdrop of your orishas and threatening somebody with a gun? Yeah, no, no, no. That you aren't any better than me in the religion, and if you want to bring it to to this, we can do this too. Because I'm never unarmed. I'm never not armed. Yeah, I'm no. always carrying. Yeah, that's this. That's un, that's unacceptable. And what impression does that give other people about us? Because here's the thing: if I comes up heavy on the algorithm, like through our analytics and stuff like mm-hmm. that, the millions and millions of views that our culture gets is really unparalleled by others, other than like the Abrahamic faiths, you know, mm-hmm. that have followings already. So when that random person who's trying to find themselves spiritually, who's on their journey and awakening process, randomly comes across one of these videos because, I mean, you know, they're getting a lot of views, you know, and then that's what you see. Immediately, any, you know, sound person is like, I don't want to be anywhere near that. And I'm glad that you said that, that any sound person. There's a concept that it's it's suggested in, in different Odus, but I didn't actually learn it from, from Ifa originally, is that water seeks its own level. Correct. Right? Now, when people go looking for a house to, to become a member of or for a, a godfather or godmother to initiate them, they, are, they ultimately are looking for the type of religious person that they want to be. Yeah. Now, the reason things are getting worse and worse is because there is enough people who, who glorify 
that bravado. Yeah, no. Glorify the talking smack, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the nonsense, you know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm knock you out if I see you. There, there was one guy who said he <laughs> It's was like gonna, a rap he, documentary. Right. There was one guy who said he was going to spit in the, in the mother's mouth, the other guy's mother's mouth. Like, these are Talk, things that... Who talks I don't like know that? where this came from. Yeah, it's no, disgusting it's nonsense, man. You know, I remember... Again, I'm... I'm I just turned 10 in Ifa, and I've got... I'm going on 22 in, in Osha. Because yeah. I was 11 when I was initiated... 11 in Santo when I was initiated to Ifa. Um, and I remember back way back then, if about when a Bawala walked into a room, oh. there was a, a respect. And again, I'm not saying this because I want that to happen for me. I don't care about any of that. Um, but, and not just a Bawala, an, ori, an Olorisha anybody, that had, anybody, a you know, brother, had, had years anybody, of experience. Yeah. And there was a respect that, oh, you know, so-and-so, Fulano's here. And, you know... There was everybody was on edge listening to what this person had to say yeah. so that they could learn. I heard they used to even flip the drum. Like if somebody came in and they had like shango done for like sixty years, the tamboreros would be like, and then out of nowhere start playing the shango out of respect. Yeah. You know oh saying? yeah, absolutely. When they showed up at the drumming, so it was that level. And then to see where we've gotten to, you know, it's just now it's all puyas. It's all you know, yeah. It's it's I know more than you. You know more than me. And, and the beautiful thing about knowledge is the person that usually says the least, especially in that context is usually the person that knows more you know you don't have to that's not a reflection of knowledge at least not the knowledge that's going to help you progress with any fine orisha because orumila and all of the orishas i i I get i get a little frustrated because they got orula sounding like the guy who sat in the corner with the dunce cap on orula was probably the most mischievous out of everybody but he never wanted to focus on that all orumila and all of the orishas when they exemplified that behavior, it did not end well for them. They all were humility. They all, it's not that I'm a son of a Badala and I'm like this, or, you know, I'm a son of a Gayu and I'm like this, or I'm a Babalao and like this. Everybody has to be held to that same standard. Yes. You know, because that's the only way we're going to move forward. Because if we continue, and this is taboo, delving into this taboo of speaking negatively about each other, speaking a certain way in a public forum, we are never going to be recognized that the global religion that we are. You know, it's it's insane how we can be that high on the spiritual census and still not necessarily be recognized. We are, as a group, we are de-evolving. Yes. And it needs to stop. You know? And, you know, in, in terms of the big mouths, it's always going to be the case that ignorance is louder than wisdom. Sure. Sure. You know? And because of that, it gets heard more. It gets spread more. Um, a big pet peeve of mine, it's even worse than a pet peeve. I'm not sure what you'd call it at this yeah. point is mayores, you know, elders that go to drummings or go to ceremonies, see things done absolutely wrong and yeah. stay quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are just as responsible for the for the garbage being done. Dika says that the assassin and the witness have the same amount of culpability. They're both exactly. guilty if they don't do anything. And then the funny thing is now when you get them alone, you start talking to them, they're criticizing what was done. Yeah. You didn't do anything to fix it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for... for People love to talk about the 40 years and the 50 years that they have in Osha. Sure. But you're allowing it to die. If you love this, this religion as much as you say you love this yeah. religion, and I believe deep down you do, why are you, I mean, we have to, we have to stop it. We have and to do something At least about if it. you're not going to say anything, don't accept the $10. You know what I'm saying? If you feel that strongly about it, you know, because that's the only other motivation I can surmise. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it has been a deterioration and it, and it brings us back to what I think is the central theme to avoid Ewo and taboo is to follow the commandments of Ikafun. Yes. The 16 laws, don't lie, don't contemplate a, par- a brother or a sister's partner, don't do ceremonies without knowledge, yes. you know, all of those. Definitely take a time to look at them, guys. Um, you know, that's anybody that wants that from us will get it immediately. Send your email um, because this is entry level. Before I did Ifa to my guys, I said, look these over. Mm-hmm. Try to memorize them, but have them. At least the concepts. Have the concepts and never fall into this because the only way to get out of this is to do it all over again. Yeah, you know? absolutely. absolutely. I remember years ago, I think this was even before I, I passed Ifa. Um, I remember having a conversation with, um, an, I mean, self-proclaimed. I don't know if he was actually already out there or not. He yeah. was up in Connecticut. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, negatively about how he was lifted to go work a ceremony. They wanted to feed Avaluaye. Okay. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, that's pretty routine for yeah, everyone yeah. who knows what they're doing, right? He gets there, and he's setting up, and he's like, okay, so where, where's Avaluaye so we can start? And they bring a statue of San Lazaro. Yeah. Now... What do you do? 
Well, what he did was yeah. complaining about the situation to us. Yeah. What he did was he fed the statue. Yeah, no. You just you just contributed to the the murder. Yeah. Of a tradition. Yeah, you stuck on you stuck the knife in again. You know. You know. The correct thing for a, for a responsible elder to do is educate. It's an education process. And if they insist, walk away. Yeah. I'm not participating because ultimately, yeah. you and I both know, and people out there that are initiated, when you in, when you were initiated, you made a pact, and yep. you made that pact. Certain entities were listening. Yeah. You swore. Or he was listening. Right. You swore to do things right. Yeah. You know? And I don't want, the, when, when, and when it's my turn to leave, I don't want to have to go to the foot of God and yep. explain why I did these things or why I allowed them done in my presence. Yeah. You know. I was actually speaking to a brother recently. Um, he's in Isheshe, mm -hmm. knowledgeable guy. He says, Joseph, when we die, we get judged by three juries. The plants, the animals, and the people. So, for example, that situation you mentioned where, unfortunately, an animal had to perish, you know, feeding, you know, plaster. When you get up there, that chicken's going to say, hey, you killed me and there was no orisha there to assume my soul. Right. The plants are going to be like, you washed it and there was no orisha there to assume my energy. And the person's going to be like, you never told me any better. You know, so it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you really have to search within and uh, do your best to avoid be in the right circle. Surround yourself with high-value people. Even within this, there's so many different personalities. Namyang, I, I ask you as we kind of bring things full circle, I mean, what advice can you give to the people out there, um, initiated or uninitiated, how to avoid any of these behaviors that we've spoken about here that are undesirable? I mean, first and foremost, it, it comes down to some you know, self-study, some self-analysis, right? You have to especially in particular the people that are not yet initiated or thinking about it, but even people with years and years of initiation because it's said that every day we, we initiate ourselves again. Yeah, la reiniciación, yep. Um, is you have to ask yourself, what kind of religious person do you want to be? What kind of spiritual person yeah. do you want to be? You know, do you want to be, why did you get into this? Why are you thinking about getting into this? My, my, my padrino Bifa, before I, he initiated me, that was the question. He gave me homework. He said, I want you to write down what is it about you that you need to change? What is it about you that's nice. not working? Why do you need to do this? Because a man should never make Ifa or pass to Ifa because he wants to. A no. man should feel that he's passing to Ifa because he has to. Yes, sir. Because he must. Yeah. That's the mis you know, uh, misrepresentation or misunderstanding with people is that they say, oh, with, with regards to the men and women, whether women, the, the Yanifa thing, and it's a, a long going, why, can men, why are men allowed to? It's not that men are allowed to and women aren't. Yeah. It's that men must to fix themselves. It Painted. takes more to fix us. Yes, sir. <laughs> Think about it. Humanity, society creates monsters in men. Yes. The only way for us, the only way to fix that is by initiating into Ifa. Yeah. You know, to, to the highest level that your, your ori permits. Yes. Right? And so we need to. And if that's the case, if we assume that, then we must ask ourselves, why do we need to? You know. And after that, the next question needs to be, who is this person, is this elder the type of person, the, the type of religious or spiritual person I want to be? You will always see it. When you see an elder in a house that is unscrupulous, that is you know, spiritually dirty, you look at the house, and the godchildren that stay are the same. Yeah, way. that culture is there. It's it's living. It's growing. You know, it yeah. spreads. Water seeks its own level. Correct. You know, and we have to take take that into consideration when we initiate. This is not. I'm sorry, but we don't initiate to have big. We don't. I mean, we're, have, you know, this is because we're on stage. I mean, you probably walk past us and I not put even, this yeah. on today because I was coming here. Yeah, the only yeah. ones I wear are the ones that are tied on. Sure, sure, sure. You know? um, and. You know, to a certain extent, everybody, when they get, first get initiated, wants everybody to wear wants the big the, one. The, the, right. After that, it gets heavy. <laughs> exactly. But it's not, it's never, it should never be about that. Um, what is it about you that needs to change? There's always something that needs to change. If, if there wasn't something that needed to change, divination would be useless. Yeah. Initiation would be useless. The higher power would be useless. We'd, we'd right. know everything. The ego Perfect. would be able to stay. Yeah. But last I checked, there is no hu perfect human being. Nope. There's always something that's not working for you. That's what we need to focus on with this. It's, and, and then ultimately, you have to find the right teacher that's going to guide you through this process of, of, of improvement. We always say the biggest at bull, the biggest offering we can do is changing our, our mindset and then changing our behaviors. Yes, sir. So that is, it, it's all about perspective and, and motivation. What's your motivation?
for the conversation, brother. Yeah. Always. Beautiful stuff. Happy we were able to sit down and go over all these things, especially you being somebody as passionate about preserving what our elders and ancestors left for us as I do. So Indeed. sincerest thanks. And uh, I think uh, they're going to want you back on. <laughs> I believe it. Well, it has been an honor um, and a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to, to have these conversations. You know how it is when we're in ceremony. The ceremony ends at 11, and we're there till 4 o'clock. We got to get ripped out by our significant <laughs> others, man. It's time to go home. Yes. But, you know, that's steady, fast stuff. But I love you dearly, and I appreciate you. Ali. Family, a couple closing and final thoughts before we go ahead and disconnect. If you uh, like Damian's perspective and you're interested in dialoguing with him, his information will be in the description. BotanicaCandlesandMore.com is up and running for services and products. Catch the podcast on YouTube or on all major platforms where it's gone over 12,000 uh, downloads. Pretty epic stuff there. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Big thank you from Our Roots Podcast. And until next time, see the light.